Hey guys, and welcome to this 16th episode of Trade Talks. I go about as Medici Effects, and it's been a while since I made a podcast like this. I had a lot of things going on in the background, so apologies for that. But I have a lot of podcasts lined up in the coming future, so I'm excited to share those with you and have new guests on and listen to their stories and learn a lot of new things, and hopefully for you to absorb new knowledge and to also learn something new because the year is already a third in and I think we still need to develop ourselves daily and get into that rhythm of being a developing individual. So on this note, I've got somebody on this show who actually was on this show for the first time. His name is Julian. Welcome. Hi, guys. And uh, thank you, Stefan, for uh, getting me on. Uh, Yeah. I'm really happy to have you on. I remember the first ever podcast that I made was in fact with you as well. So it's really nice to have you back here. And I'm really interested in finding out how your year developed because I believe it's been a year right now since uh, the first uh, podcast with us. So to start this off, I want to ask you, how did your trading actually develop in the last year? And is there anything that changed drastically? Or is there anything that you changed your approach on or if you changed your strategy or what do you think of how the market is behaving now and how did you kind of adapt? This year, a lot has happened actually. Right. Uh, not only trading wise, but also development wise. And uh, I basically, um, since we talked last, uh, I've been skipping uh through a lot of different strategies and trying to find myself i think that's what i've been doing um because i wasn't in uh, coherence with myself and uh when the lockdown came and i and every and the whole world was basically still yeah uh that hit me Mm -hmm. and um i really went to look into myself what i uh, to find out who I am, right. basically, okay. and uh, that affected my trading. Of course, uh, didn't go as smooth as it uh, did before. Okay, and uh, that made me also look at the market a little bit differently and trying to find the way that would fit for me, like trading-wise. Mm-hmm. So I was actually in search of uh, new strategies or new ways. So I switched from uh swing trading to uh very low time frame trading mm-hmm. and trying to find what what i like mm-hmm. and um that actually gave me a lot of insights because i tried everything now a bit mm-hmm. and um it's it really gave me a more comprehensive view of uh how the market technically works right and uh right now I uh, basically have my uh, strategy. I do it on the bigger time frames because I'm a person that just likes to um, not be focused fully on trading, but uh, I have other things in life that I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And uh, trading is will always be a part of it because trading really, um, I use it as a tool of reflection on myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, actually, yeah. I, I want to ask you quickly: How did you trade before the lockdown, and how? What was your approach before you changed your strategy? So, 
uh, it was really simple. Mm -hmm. uh, just finding uh, higher lows uh, on an uptrend. Okay. And uh, just getting uh, getting entries. Uh, so price action based. Yeah, really price action, really simple price action. Okay, gotcha. Um, however, this well, did not, ended up not working uh, after a couple of months anymore right. for me. Yeah. Maybe because because uh, I got stuck in myself uh, because of the lockdown. Okay, and now you're looking at less entries, I suppose, but more like swing like for yes. a couple uh, of days bigger yeah. positions as well bigger position size right yeah exactly so kind of calmer in a sense yeah way calmer yeah I so i also have uh, time to uh, do other things that i want to do in my life on the note of lockdowns then you said due to all of this you had to change up does that mean that you had a loss of focus uh since the last time we talked and did the to what extent did these lockdowns actually have an effect on you i think lockdowns the the lockdown itself uh it's basically what it did is it's uh the normal life we uh, had it got stopped mm -hmm. so it, it gave more time to reflect on the self like even more than i used to do right. and it made me uh rethink my what i was doing and why mm -hmm. and uh, i realized that i wasn't on the right path okay and define what you mean by right path so i was uh trying to um let's uh, say this properly yeah i was trying to do things to make others look uh or show them that i am doing well but i wasn't doing it for myself okay in a way interesting so I was trying to uh, look at what do other people see uh, as an achievement mm -hmm. and I would do those things like uh, uh, only chase money or something. And okay. But this is not who I am on the deepest level. And I had to really find uh, that uh, by going really deep into myself, by uh, meditating and even taking like psychedelics and stuff. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into this in a bit. So yeah. You, you were, in essence, creating a facade for others to kind of portray you as normal because yep. you would be doing the things they would be doing. Yeah, so I would fit in, uh, in a sense, yeah. while I'm actually pretty different. And right. uh, I don't really fit in a society like this, like my true self doesn't. Okay. And... So how did you went? How did you go about understanding this about yourself? Just for for everyone out there, I think this is also going to be a more mindset and more psychological uh, podcast because I think we're all struggling, and many people are struggling in kind of um, coping with what's going on and reflecting on the, on themselves. And everything is going a little too quick, maybe or maybe even too slow. So we are too much with ourselves. So this yep. is why also also this podcast is really interesting for others is because I want to know how Julian went about it. And then maybe you could learn something on how you can understand yourself or how you can go deeper to use this time maybe wisely to kind of put yourself on the right path. So essentially back to you, how did you go about understanding or where did you crack yourself towards that path and 
you know. Yep. So, um, I first, uh, it was, I met someone. Right. Uh, that uh, I went uh, on a talk with, mm-hmm. and he really asked critical questions about uh, who I am and why I do certain things. Right. And he gave perspective into, uh, how do I say this? Uh, he, he basically asked to me, why are you doing this? And he would not uh, answer it for me, but he would let me think about it. And right. I never really did that, like truly on a deep level. Right. And uh, from that point, I was a bit uh, lost. Yeah. Because it was a total new... Uh, uh, eye opener for me. It's like a, a whole new uh, dimension, let's say, okay. that I never really touched. Right. And uh, from there, uh, what I did is I I took some shrooms, right. some mushrooms. Right. And uh, by the way, with... we're not advocating the use of psychedelic no, drugs on this no. uh, po- podcast. It's just for. For some individuals, it might work, and for some others, it might be completely uh, dangerous. So do... I'm just sharing my own uh, exactly. experience here. Right, yeah. So uh, on that uh, trip, I basically... It basically opened my eyes to who I, I really am. And it's uh, who I really am is basically a really calm person mm-hmm. that um, cares for every living being wow. let's say and the way society is put together it's uh really nasty in my eyes right and uh really mean and really uh really dark right and uh that's why i never really fitted in because i don't understand uh how to be let's easily say it mean right and And, yeah and uh i really found out a fear about myself and that's exactly that where i wouldn't understand why certain people would use other people Mm -hmm. for their own benefits because i don't understand where that thought comes from right yeah and i never really did understand where that thought come from would come from and uh therefore i was kind of scared why why would people have this because i i don't i didn't understand right okay. so i got to understand that basically do you think that's linked with materialism uh yeah it's a big factor i think materialism is is the the visible <laughs> um spectrum of it like okay. you can if you're really materialistic mm-hmm. uh it shows that you would do anything to get the material mm-hmm. but and uh, that doesn't account for everyone essentially no right? no 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 but if you are solely materialistic based that's what i'm trying mm-hmm. to, to get to then right. then you're doing everything to get that material but isn't our society set up in a way that uh materialism is getting advocated as the way to find the happiness yes that's and where fake happiness comes from r- true and that's where people get misled and think that um, the materials are going to get them happiness. So they work their ass off for the materials. And then when they get them, okay, it's, yeah. 
it shows to them that um, they are not happy still, even yeah. though they have everything. So I can imagine all of this tumbling down on you that all these re realizations, you must be pretty depressed or kind of shocked or discombobulated even understanding yep. all of this. And how did you go about then processing this kind of information? Did you, yeah, what did you do? Uh, so what I, it's a lot of reflection. That's okay. what it comes down to. Uh, like through, through journaling, through yeah. meditation, yeah, through just being out in nature and looking around and thinking about life, I guess, okay. and just spending a lot of time on this, yeah. uh, finding, and then eventually you'll find uh, the calmness uh, that you need. Right. And, and what kind of meditation do you mean? So what I do is uh, breathwork meditation. Okay. So uh, if you guys know uh, Wim Hof, maybe you do him know him ah, probably uh, some of my listeners some, do yep. some maybe not if you don't then uh, I uh, suggest you look him up uh, he has uh, a really like he, he is a really interesting person that created a uh, breathwork um, what's it called routine mm -hmm. that uh, is really short but it's it goes really deep into your uh, neurological system and it resets the whole the whole system and at the same time uh, you have breath hold sessions where you go deep in inside yourself and where you can really find or feel where you are stuck and if you then zoom in on those things you can also find why why you're stuck there right that's really interesting I'm gonna link uh, all of that into the descriptions for the for the people to see yes so that's uh, try that out Yep, yep. But it's also really good for the health, let alone the mind. Yes. So it's uh, it's body, mind, and soul meditation. Right. So you get all the aspects. Uh, for the body, it's uh, uh, really boosting for the immune system to breathe properly and also do these sessions extra mm -hmm. uh, every day, basically. Right. So that's something you've been doing kind of daily since for the last year then, basically. Yes. And then journaling... Uh, Yes, and, and journaling. And how does that work for you? Do you journal daily or weekly or? Um, I try to do it daily, mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes I don't do it uh, when I don't have anything new. Okay. So it's more of a thing that when I think of something, I shut it down in my uh, phone yeah. on the notes app. And then I will uh, I will have a good writing session on it or a thinking and writing session on it later. Yeah, so you kind of when I have the it. time. Yeah, when I have the time to do so. Okay, interesting. And then that kind of creates also calmness because you break down that um, thought, and then you're not overthinking it, maybe, or you understand yes. it fully. Yes. So I I before I used to jump thoughts like every other second. Mm -hmm. So it was all, it wasn't structured in my head, so okay. I couldn't focus. And uh, by doing this, it's just, I have a thought, I write it down quickly yeah. on my uh, phone. I totally wipe it out of my head. I go on with what I have to do. And then later, when I have the time planned in to analyze, I go back to it and I will analyze it fully. I think that's really interesting because in trading, uh, 
I think many or all the traders who came onto this show said that journaling is the number one thing they do in order to get better. And it's really nice to see that in, in life, you're also going to do the same thing to get yes. better at it. Yes, and that's that's why uh, I would say trading to me is a and just another tool right. to uh, develop the self. Mm -hmm. And journaling, uh, it does not only work for trading, it works for every single aspect in your life. Yeah, that's, that's interesting to see, right? In school or in university, we're taught to have an agenda, be really organized for our homework, etc. But we're never really taught to have a journal for us. Like, sure, we can have a diary, but a proper journal where we break down our thoughts. Like, I don't know if it's even seem as weird or something, but yeah, it's really an it underestimated kind of uh, tactic and thing that I think really successful individuals do. True. And I do agree. Yeah, because I also, you know, journal and for a couple of years now and, you know, it does help essentially, but it's baffling that we're not taught this. This is really simple things. And if you guys yep. are yep. not journaling, I do recommend you, even if it's something silly, you know, it's better to actually have it on paper. There's actually a study done. Uh, I remember I read a couple of years ago or something that if you can't sleep at night, sometimes if you're thinking, if you write it all on a paper, you kind of. Uh, you clean your mind and then you can go to uh, sleep easier. You know, essentially I do that sometimes if I can't fall asleep. Okay. But it, it's the same with losing trades. If you lose a trade, you clear it on a piece of paper or in your journal. And then, yep. you know, uh, you carry on with the next trade. You're not emotionally stuck to that trade because you already got over it on the journal. True. I agree with you. <clears throat> and what there. about uh, physical activities? Because, you know, gyms are closed and it's absolutely um, horrendous that uh you know many people can't train and that also affects a lot of uh that affects me as well psychologically yes so how do you go about that do you you know for people out there who can't go to the gym what what can you say or how do you do it you know okay yeah for me um it's a bit different i uh, i am happy that i have uh the sport calisthenics mm -hmm. which is a uh, body weight mm -hmm. uh so i can do that in my uh basically anywhere mm -hmm. i don't need to specifically the gym mm -hmm. but for the people that don't have access to the gym you really have to try and adapt your training towards a more maybe outside sport because you really can't be waiting for the gyms to open it's crazy eh, that you know uh, it's really hard as well even for me uh to sometimes just push myself to go and train even when it's at home i think the fact that we're not changing um, location yes, to like that's pick really up big... weights or something is it is demotivating in some aspect. True. And it's, it's becomes messy in your head uh, if you have everything in one spot. So work, sleep, train, train, eat all, all the things yeah. in your one friends. house. Exactly. Yep. And because everything's online, you know, you're also Skyping, Zooming your friends. Yeah. That's... And uh, your room, if you have in one room so if you have multiple rooms in your house i would say create a different room for a different purpose yes that's a really good if you uh, could if you could yeah that's a really good uh, tip you know for people who live in dorms essentially for physical activity you know or you could do it with friends you know somewhere in a bigger area or you know start running um or i don't know jumping rope you know cardio yep. Uh, get yeah, your cardio. cardiovascular system running as well.
but you do need to switch up the location because otherwise you get demotivated and even i had that in the last year that you know i would sit in my room and then you know i wouldn't have the motivation to do anything else no it's really randy because uh, your uh, mind is like i sleep here and now i have to be active what exactly <laughs> yeah exactly it's like what so it's really taking a toll in that aspect uh with many people but yeah it's something we have to push through and uh, try to find creative solutions to these problems let's say for those who essentially don't want to do psychedelics because i understand you know it's something scary for many out there how would you recommend to people uh how do you start in finding a clear-cut path or goal because many are lost right now um in what they should do and i think social media promotes this kind of lifestyle of everybody knows what they're doing um and then everyone's going towards something where in reality i think that's totally not the case uh, yep. so f from my experiences it's also pretty much journaling and it's only you versus you kind of mentality for me yep uh you know my things is just what i did yesterday or what i did a year ago versus what i am now instead of other people but going back to the beginning what would you recommend to people who let's say are ground zero and they just want to get started uh with doing something new but they don't know where to start be it finding friend circles for a specific mm. hobby or if they don't even have a hobby they know they want to like start where would you okay yeah um where i would start uh if i were to begin over with this journey is basically trying to figure out all the fears i have the big blocks i have in mm -hmm. my uh, head and I would write them somewhere mm -hmm. like a fair list basically okay. and um, and then from there you can start uh, creating a little plan on how to tackle those fears okay and one by one uh, if you tackle them and you get out of your comfort zone you will you will grow from that like really fast actually that's if actually you... really smart if you t and then then your your psychology will automatically also upgrade because you're getting out there and doing the things you're not you're afraid of i think that's a really really disciplined approach though you know to just be there and just start writing the things you fear yeah maybe you don't even know them but then you have to really go and deep into yourself and, and how how do you meditation journaling so i think I would say maybe journaling with this is what I would say is you, you can journal your days and then journal for a couple of weeks and then read your journals back to, to maybe spot patterns. That is really important. And if you spot those patterns, let's say, I don't know, something happened to you four times in the last three weeks and you notice that in your journal and then you start um, kind of digging deeper where this stems from and then maybe that's where you could find something that you're good at or something that you fear or something that bothers you yep and from there maybe you can start finding those little he hidden features of what you have to work on yeah because once you spot them they might become really clear to you because mm -hmm. uh you might not uh, even know the things that are blocked in you but when you analyze uh your journal yeah you might find them and then you're like oh that's how it is or, oh, that's what happened in the past that made this block. Okay. Yeah. From there, you can unblock them. 
Exactly. I mean, essentially, it's a process, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. And I think one year is also pretty short, Uh, really short. It's, it's, you know, there's people who do this for 20 years to become who they want to be. But essentially, this is where it all starts. And to be able to do all of this in one year already shows the dedication that you had and you really need to focus down. And sometimes you also have to understand that you might have to go through this alone and that there's not always going to be people who will understand what you're doing. But, But still, it's for the better of yourself because once you can understand that and you can be a dynamic individual in dynamic friend groups by knowing your fears and knowing how to kind of work on yourself, I think that could also help you as an individual in many different aspects. Yeah, it's going to elevate your own being. And essentially, look, if, if your friends don't understand it, sure, that's okay. But if your friends are looking down on it, that means, you know, sadly to, sh- to say that they're pretty toxic then. Yeah, they're not the right friends. They might not be, right? Uh, or yeah. they might not understand and because they have their own insecurities, which also have to be looked straight into the face uh, to tackle. Yeah, because by doing this, you're gonna, you are gonna develop yourself. And if you're in a circle that does not develop, and you're the only one developing, it means you're gonna be at one point growing apart. Oh, for sure. You know, it's I've said it many times on this show, it's, you know, your environment creates the individual you are. Yep. And I believe for me, I would rather be in a circle where I'm, I would say, I don't know, the worst or at the bottom. True. Because then I would push myself just a bit more than if I was second best in a in a friend group because I know there's other people worse than me. The, True. But the, that's my view on things, right? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. this is this is just uh, a personal uh, preference, and you're sharing your view on it exactly. with the others. Like, if someone disagrees with it, also good. There's no good and bad in this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting conversation. I want to shift this to a completely different talk. Okay. How do you think the world will change with what happened in the last year and a half, I think by now, uh, with regard to social interaction, the way that people look at things, the way that things operate, you know, financial institutions, schools, uh, you know, it's a huge topic. So I think I'm going to start it off by saying, how do you think social interaction is hindered? by this whole lockdown pandemic thing and you know yep uh people are gonna be less out there of course and less uh there's gonna be less places where they can meet new people directly unless unless it's gonna be uh, come a digital place i mean before it was like you go to any maybe even the cinema or the (laughs) the pub where yeah, you can wherever. meet people, yeah, mm-hmm. wherever. That's not there anymore. But what do you think that in the social digital age kind of that we're transitioning into, that is going to be easier for people or is going to be completely different? Like, what's your take on that? I think it puts people more into a uh, fair, fair, fair situation. Elaborate. Um, so, if you're all the time basically on your own. And you don't really have a place where you can meet or talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like a, a way of developing yourself is by listening to others mm-hmm. and asking questions mm-hmm. and maybe get some knowledge from them. But if you can't do this, then 
yeah it's really you can create your own world basically in the world yeah actually that's so true i think also with digitalization because you're put in a little bubble yep and i've noticed sometimes you know you're online and this image that you have of someone online is one thing like be it on zoom and then you meet them in real life and there is a completely different aura or energy given off of them true and true it i believe that we're getting into this fake kind of world where online you can literally be anything or you can there's not even an energy or a vibe you give off you can just create a facade whatever you want it to be yeah and you can. in real life you can just literally you know be a complete polar opposite of that and i think that's pretty pretty problematic because look uh we're walking around with masks for example in the outside everywhere yeah everywhere uh online we're not so we see smiles and things but that's nowhere near the same energy you get as by seeing smiles you know outside and there was actually some uh tweet the other week and someone said you know i don't see a huge problem of wearing masks everywhere and i don't understand why people are so kind of uh, mad for even close friends to wear masks with each other when there's no one around them and i'm like thinking to myself well it's not only about the masks and about the flu or any other disease or virus it's it's pretty much the smile and the nervous system and how that all interacts and how we secrete chemicals from our brain to have this whole feeling of bonding and relationships with individuals is what matters and true I, and i believe that because with this technological advancements we're getting boxed up to become less human yeah yeah for sure it's a um it's just a muzzle basically <laughs> the the, yeah. the mask right it's it's it hides your face it hides your personality yeah it's it's it, hides it even hides your voice your voice it hides everything that's you yeah it becomes a more plain thing where everyone is more uh how do you say it it's more more of the same yeah there's no individuality I mean, you can still walk and you can portray an aura through the way you kind of walk. Yeah, for sure. But for facial sure. Expression, expressions play a huge role in all yeah, of that. Yeah, they're really big. They're, that's where all uh, all the emotions come from that you give off your facial expressions. Uh, there's a really big role. Yeah. They play a really big role. And, and how, those are just eliminated, basically. And I think that's awful as well. And kids, you know, kids right now, I'm looking at the news and stuff and how kids are getting treated in kindergartens and in the primary schools. You know, there's like, they draw circles and where kids can sit and where kids can't sit. And then they're sitting also one and a half meters apart and they have all those masks yep. on and they're not allowed to talk to each other or breaks or something. And there's it's, like uh, plastic boards between that. I think that's terrible. It's programming. That's only the only thing it is. I mean, yeah, right? They, They're just programming them so they later on don't even dare to go outside uh, and say this is not right. Like, how are these kids going to grow up? How are they going to be? Yeah, it's going to be hard for them, really hard for them. Right? I can uh, imagine. But, but I think this also links to how institutions and everything is go are going to develop, is what I said that uh, I wanted to talk as well about, is everything is going to turn into AI. Yes. A lot is going to turn into AI. Mm -hmm. And most of it will then be taken over by that. And then people will be like, 
there will be a surplus of same individuals. Yeah, just sitting there. So, so what do you think is going to happen to those people? What do you think that that whole? Well, what I think the people that can't be used anymore because they get replaced by robots. Right. Those are just going to be, I don't know, living somewhere. It brings back <laughs> brings back the topic of universal basic income. Actually, uh, yep. the European, um, I don't remember, government or European, some institution in Europe already has acknowledged this um, being a thing in America as well, the UBI, uh, the universal basic income where companies are going to have AI and computers and robots do the work. And they the tax them. Yeah, and they're going to be taxed. So the revenues that the robots and AI get will be taxed in order to pay a simple, not a wage, but just a compensation to the people who lost their job. Yep, that is uh, how it's how they say it's going to be. Right, and I read the book COVID-19, The Great Reset uh, recently. Uh, yep. And it's pretty funny. Many people are like, yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, actually, it's not because it's written by Klaus Schwab, the owner and the director of the International Money Economic Fund Forum, so. uh, or the yeah World Economic Forum. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. And he openly states that people in the coming years, 5, 10, 15 years, are going to be uh, let to develop their own hobbies and skills, getting paid a compensation for not working. So he openly already stated it, and that was written last year in June. Yep. So being saying that it's a conspiracy theory is already ridiculous because you know the man himself already stated it. It's just a matter of fact before it gets into play with all of the things that are developing. True, we're in a transitioning period. I mean, fourth industrial revolution, right? Yeah, so we're going from the old one to a new one. But Okay, so there are bad things, but what is your take on, sure, you get a compensation, you can do the hobbies. What's your take on that? Do you think there's good to that or what do you... No, I don't think there is good to that because it's the people that are going to take the control that will always have the control over everyone. Okay. Uh, and you are going to have less and less voice and power to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, they also want you to own absolutely nothing True. anymore. True. So everything is there, theirs. Yeah, it's uh, Say it like that. Agenda twenty thirty is you're gonna own nothing and you're gonna be happy. That's their vision. I mean, yeah, you're gonna rent everything, which is really evident right now. You go to any big city, you can rent a car, you rent a scooter, or a step. Yep. Uh, you can rent anything. You can yeah, B and Bs. You you rent a apartment, whatever. Yep. And already a couple of countries including Netherlands they're already uh, bringing in regulations such as if you own a house you can't rent it out uh, yeah it's gonna first... become harder yeah for every... it's, they're making it harder and harder yeah indeed you can if you buy a new house you can't rent it anymore the first three years of exactly. you buying it yeah and I think also if you pay it out fully you also have to pay a uh, yearly percentage on owning a um was it called the property which yeah. they also increased compared to the previous years yeah, so yeah then. they really are kind of pressuring the people into owning less things which is yeah that that's their whole correlation to the sustainability and this whole global warming aspect yeah that is that is correct you know but that's for another conversation yeah 
this uh, this goes into a lot of different subtopics, but it comes down to they're just trying to have all the power and control and money and regulate everything. Right. Because right now we're looking at cryptocurrencies, for example, and yep. uh, it's by far the most unregulated market in the world. Okay, yes. Maybe that's a little too extreme, but it's unregulated, let's be honest. It's not that regulated, no. Yet. And, you know, the, the amount of money you can make on it is absurd. There's billionaires and millionaires created overnight. Um, True. By, you know, there's people who work their whole life and they make, I don't know, a couple of million or a couple of hundred thousands. And then there's kids who are like 18 and they put in like their stimulus check money. And then... And then they and, make millions. And then they make it. millions. And this whole kind of uh, space is going to be tightened up sooner or later. And I think people won't be able to do that either. Or there's going to be less price fluctuations or the average Joe won't be able to get into that either. So True. Uh, yeah, the more people get in, the less... Uh... Right. volatile it's gonna be right. eventually and that's also gonna create that whole wealth gap between the one percent uh or even less and the whole world because you know if most yeah, people yeah new money digital money exactly so it's a it's a really um it's a really huge transition from what we lived before and i don't believe it's gonna end on when everyone gets vaccinated if everyone gets vaccinated yeah vaccination is uh also yet another topic basically well it's well, also another topic but we're not going to get into no. this here i really wanted to cover yeah the, the psychological aspect but also yeah we dipped into a couple of other things so you know going back to what we talked about i think it's uh, essential for people to kind of uh, uh, focus on maybe journaling and yeah it's a time where you can really focus on yourself. And if you do this properly, you'll come out uh, with a, uh, uh, what's it called? A um, developed self, yeah, a more I developed think, self. Yeah. And also critical thinking is really important. Yes. In, in this time and age. Ask questions. You got to right? ask questions and ask yourself everything you read on the internet. You need to ask yourself, you know, what's the validity of this? Yes. If it's really against important. your bias, if it's for your bias, you know, even things that are against my bias or for my bias, I always going to question the validity because yep. on this internet, like I said, we can create a facade for someone to be important. And, you know, it, you, there's always, there's two sides to, to a coin. True. And you Open-minded. Always... Uh yeah uh, reading open-minded being open-minded is the most important thing right now is that's how you can create kind of develop that's understanding how, yep and that's how you create or you look at facts and not at a biased uh, approach as well and really dig deep into research and yep but also try for yourself you know like uh, with the breathing that you mentioned you know not many people know about that no go look it up and try you know and then you're right. give it a uh exactly so that that's also one thing i would say to people my age you know in their 20s is just try the only way to to know or to figure out you're good or not good at something or you like it or you don't is to try instead of just thinking about it or tweeting or posting yep. about it you just got to try even if it doesn't work you know at least you've tried and if there's True. people who look down on you or laugh about you that you know that's their uh problem that's still <laughs> it's there because and they might have not tried and you did so never get discouraged by that True. You need to see yourself and your life as a, a bit of an experiment where you can find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, 
exactly people are trapped in this kind of comfort zone where they're not yeah fearful but i think i think till like 22 23 24 people are still kind of open and then when people get a proper job they just kind of settle down and they stop trying experimenting things true they're just like this is it yeah (laughs) which which i don't go by i think you need to try so same me neither yeah and I, i think going back to trading that's why trading also creates well-rounded individuals yep and really uh you have to develop yourself to even become profitable yeah absolutely otherwise it's not gonna work no totally so yeah interesting talks i really appreciate that uh, you came back a year later with all this uh new experiences and things that you can share with uh, everyone yes thanks you for having me as well yeah uh, guys i really hope uh you uh enjoyed this one or learned something it's not uh directly trading related i know but i thought it could be something interesting for you guys out there to listen to or to you know keep yourself motivated during this uh, harder period if you're alone you know or you know if you need to listen to some help or to those who are doing something you know we're here and if you guys have more questions definitely feel free to uh, message uh, julian i will link his instagram into the bio and I will link myself into the bio essentially, but you already know my Instagram, so feel free to uh, shoot me any questions or messages, or if you want to talk about something, concerns or something, I'm always open, and I really yes. want to talk, and I want to hear your story as well. And I think this is a really nice way to communicate with people and to also bring each other closer, instead of just flexing and uh, bringing this toxicity in this space, because we have enough toxicity in this world. Yeah, let's get uh, rid of that uh, egocentric lifestyle. Exactly. And and if just... you have questions, as ask them. Exactly. Never don't feel ashamed if it's something silly you you think you know it might not be silly to someone else who's afraid to ask. So definitely go out there and uh, ask and your questions. So yes, guys. On this note, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm gonna be there with a new podcast soon as well. We've got new guests and uh, hope you enjoyed this one so stay tuned and take care